Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Last month, I had the pleasure of taking care of my seven and eight-year-old granddaughters. They were blessed to stay with me for two weeks. And during those two weeks, they spent five of those days at the pool in my townhouse complex. I love the water. I particularly love going to the beach. I respect its breathtaking beauty and the power of the ocean. However, I have concluded that my best bet is to stay as close to the edge of the pool and the ocean as possible. So while I took a lot of pictures of the girls in the pool, I hung out at the poolside so I could keep my eyes on them and I gingerly lowered my body to the ground, sat down and let my feet dangle in the water. And I'm not sure whether either of my granddaughters will aspire to become a great Olympian like Michael Phelps, who at 23 became the star of the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, winning a total of eight gold medals and 16 overall in the course of his Olympic competition. And when he's training, Phelps seems to spend more time in the water than he does on dry ground. Well, in chapter five of the book of John, we're introduced to a man who spent a lot of time by the pool, though he was not physically able to get in the pool. We aren't given his name, and John simply calls him the impotent man. His days were spent lying by the pool of Bethesda, wishing that by some miraculous miracle, his body could be healed and his life could be changed. The impotent man had believed that his miracle would take place in the pool. However, when Jesus came to where he was, a poolside miracle occurred, and the man was healed without even getting wet. The story reminds us that Jesus came to meet us at our point of need. He came us to help us to overcome whatever issue is overcoming us. It's notable that before the Lord intervened for this man, he asked him an interesting question. In verse six, John says, will thou be made whole? I'm in John chapter five, verse six. Jesus asked the man, will thou be made whole? Let me translate that in my own words. Do you want to be healed? This is a good question for each of us today. Do you want to be made whole? We all have things in our lives that hinder us and keep us from the life that God wants us to live. But the question is, are you willing to let the Lord deal with those issues so that you can become the person God intended for you to be? The story of this poolside miracle reminds us that Christ is willing and able if you would just come into agreement with his word. I want you to follow me and follow the Lord in this story and watch him as he changes the life of this impotent man. Now, there are three things we observe about him in this text. Notice first where Jesus went. The opening verse of John chapter five says that Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
in the next two verses, we are told specifically where the Lord went in this great city. Saints, you can learn a lot about Jesus by simply studying the places that he went. Watch this. Jesus went to a well in Samaria to witness to a lost woman. Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house to change a crooked tax collector. Oh, Jesus went into the temple to run out those that were abusing God's house. And Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus to raise his dead friend. In our text, we learn about the character of Christ by observing where he went. Notice that Jesus went to the hurting people. The setting of the story is placed and it is placed by the pool of Bethesda. It was probably a pool that had been constructed around a natural spring. For some reason, either superstitious or otherwise, the pool was thought to have some sort of miraculous healing properties. And for that reason, John describes how people with different diseases and illnesses had crowded around that pool, hoping to get in at just the right time. Verse three says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind halt and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Watch this. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, watch it. He did not first go to the temple where he could rub elbows with the Jewish leaders. He did not go to Herod's palace so that he could meet the king. Nor did he go to the Roman governor's house to get in good with the local politicians and power players. No, 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 no. But Jesus went into the city. He went to the place where the hurting people had assembled. He went to those whose lives were jacked up, messed up, tore up from the floor up. He went to those whose hearts were broken. And we shouldn't be surprised by this because in Luke 19, 10, Jesus says, for the son of man is come to seek and to save those that are lost. And he, in Matthew 9, 12, he said to the Pharisees, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. And contrary to what you or I may believe, the Lord Jesus is not looking for perfect people. He is seeking for those who are hurting. Notice not only that Jesus went to the hurting people, but notice also that he went to the helpless people. Look in the text and notice again, verse three. John describes the crowd gathered around the pool as being impotent folk. The word translated impotent literally, literally means without strength. It describes someone who is powerless. The Lord Jesus came to minister to those who could not help themselves. He came to those who were powerless against their disability and their disease. By the way, in case you don't realize it, that is you and that is me. We may not be physically physically handicapped and helpless, but that is or was certainly a good description of our spiritual condition. In fact, the same word that's translated impotent in John 5, 3 is found again later in Romans 5 and 6, because there it says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Hallelujah. As Sinners, we cannot get to God. We're crippled 
were hampered by our sinful nature. Yet when God invaded history in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he came to us when we could not come to him. Check this out. In times of catastrophe, such as wars and hurricanes, such as what's going on right now in, in, in Florida, that's hurricane coming up the East Coast now, in times of tornadoes, earthquakes, and tsunamis, the National Guard and other law enforcement agencies are sent out to search for those who may not have been injured, but are still, who may have been injured, but they're still alive. However, when the rescue teams are certain that there are no more people to be rescued and saved, they declare that their team is now a part of a search and recovery effort. Well, thanks be to God, 2,000 years ago, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords came to this earth on a search, hallelujah, and rescue mission. He went to those who could not come to him. He went to those who couldn't save themselves. He went to those that were hurting and they were helpless. Notice something else that we observe about our Lord in this passage. Notice not only where Jesus went, but notice also what Jesus wondered. Yes, I know that sounds a bit strange to hear that Jesus wondered or could be perplexed about any situation, but look back at the text and let's pick up the story in verse five. There it says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. When Jesus Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had been in that condition a long time. He said to the men, will thou be made whole? Among the sick and lame bodies littering that poolside, one man stood out, one man particularly caught the Lord's eye. Looking at him, Jesus knew the long and painful story that had been this man's life. Jesus knew everything and yet he wondered about something regarding this man. He asked the question, literally, the question is, do you want to be well? At first glance, this seems like a stupid question. What sick person doesn't want to be well? However, as we meditate on this question, we realize this is actually a very good question. Notice a couple of things Jesus wondered about. Jesus wondered, was the man really ready for a change? Though it would seem obvious that this man would be eager to be healed, truthfully, not everybody wants a change. Some, after years of battling their condition, will give up, will grow accustomed to their handicaps and their hindrance, and after all, you become the person you hang around the most. You start picking up their habits. You start identifying with their attitudes, their ills, and their afflictions. Look where this man hung out for 38 years around a group of impotent, infirm people. That's why you must be careful who you hang around with, because it's been said that you are the sum total of the people that you hang around with the most. This man had no one to encourage him. He had no one to help him with his daily affliction. He had no one to move him or to push him or to inch him any closer so that he could get in that pool. And after 38 years, it could be that this man no longer wanted 
to be made well. He was surrounded by a group of codependent pity party and OGs. It's possible the man wasn't ready for change. And unfortunately, watch this, Jesus cannot help everybody. Everybody is not ready for the change that Jesus has in mind for them. Some people are just comfortable with their hangups, their hiccups, and their heart hardships. They wear them like badges and they lean on them like crutches. What about you? Do you want to be made whole? Do you choose to be healed? Do you want to be free from your sickness and your afflictions, your fears and your worries? Do you want the power of God to break your bad habits, your addictive and codependent behaviors? Do you want a better marriage? Do you desire to know your purpose so that you can live out God's divine original purpose for your life? Or are you comfortable with your condition? <laughs> are you comfortable? with your condition there was a song that just that there was a song the lord brought to my mind the song says i just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in and that's a lot of people's testimony they got to drop in and see where they are presently and ask themselves why am i still sitting here like those uh, um those lepers that were sitting at the gate they said why and the Lord said, Why sit he, you here until you die? They said that to themselves. Why are we sitting here until we die? It's time for us, it's time for you to make a decision. We all must come to realize that there are some people you just can't help. And one of the people that you just can't help are people that do not want your help. <laughs> Beloved, Jesus will not force himself or his help on you. And if you are ready to change, he will not, if you're not ready to change, he will not help you. Jesus wondered if this man was ready for a change. Notice always, also, he wondered, would he respond to the command? When Jesus asked the man, will thou be made whole? He was not only questioning the man's readiness to change, but Jesus questioned the man's will, his determination, and his faith to trust in a Jesus that he had not even known. Prior to this encounter, he was, Jesus wondered, would the man respond to his command? Listen to the man's response in verse seven. It says, the impotent man answered him, sir, I have no one when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. In verse eight, Jesus said to him, rise up. Take up thy bed and walk. He, Jesus commanded the man to do what he had been unable to do for 38 long years. What about you, beloved? Are you willing to obey God's command to be whole? And if the answer is yes, then you must choose to be whole. You must do whatever is necessary to overcome what is holding you back. What good is it to have a prescription for a medication, a prescription for an illness that can cure your disease if you don't take the medicine and follow doctor's orders? Some will never be whole and never experience a healthy Christian life because they will not obey 
the commands of God. There is one more thing I want us to observe about our Lord in this text. Notice not only where Jesus went and what Jesus wondered, but notice also why Jesus works, my God from Zion. Look again at the text, because verse nine says, and immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Jesus came to this helpless man, asked him a question. He awakened his faith and then he performed a miracle healing the man's body. Before we leave this story, I want us to consider a few more things. Why did Jesus heal this man? Why does the Lord work in the lives of people? And why does the Lord seek to make men whole? And if he were to help you today, for what reason would he do it? I believe our text shines some light on the answers. Notice that Jesus works so that we will praise God. My, 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 my. In verse 14, it says, afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple. The man had been spending his days lying by the pool, hoping for a miracle. Now he's left the side of the pool and he's made his way into the temple. Oh my God, from Zion, he went to church. Glory to God. Can you understand why the man would want to go to church? Why he made his way to the temple? Clearly, the man wanted to praise God. Clearly, the man wanted to give him some thanks. Clearly, he wanted to glorify him for the miracle that had just occurred in his life. If the Lord works a miracle in your life, he does so in order that you might give him praise and glorify him with your life. When was the last time you thanked God for what he's done for you? Have you ever given God praise for his work in your life? Could it be that you haven't been made whole yet because you aren't willing to give God praise for what he's already done for you? I believe that many of God's people would see him work more miracles in their lives if they would just give him the praise that's due his name. And finally, the Lord works in our lives not only so that we can praise him and give him thanks, but notice further that he works so that we will practice godliness. I said he works so that we will be transformed in our mind and that we would practice godliness, that we will go a different way. Once Jesus found this man in the temple, notice verse 14, he, the instructions he gave. Jesus said, behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. My God, my God. Jesus healed this man to change not just his physical life, but his spiritual life as well. He worked in him so that he might begin to live Ushanda for God. Could it be one of the reasons Christ has not yet worked in your life is that you're not willing to repent, oh my God, of your sins and begin to practice godliness in your daily life. Because guess what? Too many Christians today want a Christianity that demands nothing from them and allows them to live any old kind of jacked up way in any old manner that they please. But beloved, the Lord Jesus does not work in our lives just so that we will continue down the path of sin. Holy hallelujah. He wants to change our hearts. He wants to 
us to be transformed in our mind and in our thinking. He wants us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added. Has the work of the Lord in your life produced in you the practice of godliness? If it has not, perhaps that's why he hasn't done anything else in your life. Jesus met this man at the point of his need beside the pool. If Jesus could make a man whole beside a pool, it's not completely impossible that he could do the same for you right now while I'm preaching this word via social media. Don't worry about the fact that you aren't in a church building. The pastor isn't there to anoint you with oil. Don't worry that you don't have an altar to bow down in front of. I want you to know that the healing virtue, the power of the living God is flowing, is present right now to reach you and to visit you. He makes house calls, you know. He will visit you today. Doesn't matter what you name it, what your affliction, what your issue is is whatever your problem is, the great physician is in the house to heal you, to deliver you, to set you free. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is willing to help those who are willing to be made whole. You must choose to be whole. There's an old song we used to sing in the, in the Baptist church. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, God for saving me. God wants to make us completely whole, emotional, physical, psychologically, and spiritual, because he is a God, oh my God, that wants to do a complete work in us. Praise God. All you have to do is choose to be whole. Amen. And God bless you.